Welcome to We Have the Facts, two idiots guide to all things the national on a journey to learn more about music and save our dying friendship. I'm your host, Ali Abdul Stephen, with me as always is my co-host and sometimes friend, Justin Taji. What's going on, guys? Hey everyone, we're back. Uh this this week we are going to be talking about Boxer, um, which is definitely entering the golden era of the national discography but uh let's talk some nonsense first before some nonsense before some nonsense even i'd like to uh, do some housekeeping guys this episode is brought to you by audible.com audible is a great way to get some audiobooks and learn more or enjoy some fiction or whatever the hell you like to audiobook uh if you use our special discount you get two free audiobooks and a 30-day free trial with audible even if you've done the free trial before, you could probably get it again. Just go to our link at wehavethefacts.podbean.com. No, sorry, one more time. Wehavethefacts.podbean.com. Click on the Audible link or go, go to our Twitter or Instagram at thefactspod. Click on the Amazon link there and that will take you to Audible and join free. It's a great way to listen to some new shows. You don't have to commit. You can cancel anytime. And then once you're done... Uh, you you don't have to keep going with the Audible subscription, and it's a, a nice way to let them know that we sent you, so that they give us a little bit of a kickback, and uh, you know you keep the show going, which would be cool. Anyway, yeah, sorry about that. Keep the, lights, I just, keep the lights on. Um, yeah. Wow, you're that lazy that you didn't want to put your pre-recorded thing before the. Yeah, yeah, you? I just wanted to yeah. get it out of now, so I don't oh, have to do more work um, later. So, so to our listeners, I would like to say that um, the shows. <laughs> integrity and quality has gone down quite a bit because Ali's stressed in school. Okay. It's a lot of work. (laughs) It's so much work. (laughs) Yeah. He's doing one year of biomedical engineering. I did four. So I'm doing a master's. You did an undergrad. Let's not compare. I did it at Hopkins. You did it at BU. I mean, Who didn't get into the master's program at BU? <laughs> I'm at motherfucking Hopkins. Shut your fucking whore mouth. We're in the same top five program. I don't want to hear it. And I did five, four years when I was a stupid kid. It was a lot harder. You're still a stupid kid. I don't know. I read now, so that's a thing. Or instead of reading, you could enjoy an audiobook on audible.com. <laughs> reading is for idiots have someone read it to you with audible see i'm always on the wrong side of things exactly (laughs) not reading reading and you're not supposed to be reading it's a whole thing watch we're gonna be like uh our sponsor will be like kindle in two weeks and you're like read books (laughs) look whatever makes us money i'm on board with so you mean like in Chicago with our Chicago boudoir? Uh, we don't even know if those ads are running. If you guys are from Chicago, we have a, an advertiser that wanted to advertise very specifically to Chicago, and we told them that they could, but we have no idea if those ads are even running out there. So uh, yeah. let us know if there are weird ads in front of our Chicago episodes. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> by the way, Chicago Boudoir is a um, company that allows you to take sexy pics. <laughs> 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 what a bunch of sellouts we are. <laughs> I know. Ugh. All right, Justin. So, uh, did you go to any shows that recently? Have anything fun coming up? Uh, so, on Friday, I saw... You're going to be so mad at all these band names. 
<laughs> um, I saw the opening act was Guardian. Garden. Then the uh, wait, Guardian act, or Garden? Garden. Garden. Okay. Yeah, it's like a shitty uh, SoundCloud rap guy. But Angel Dust was then on the bill, and I'm a big fan of Angel Dust, as Ollie knows. Yes. Um, they're like a melodic uh, hardcore band. They are very talented. They come from the roots of Turnstile and like like literally the people. Um, most of the members are made up of Trapped Under Ice and Turnstile. So uh, it's a fun, fresh take on like lighter side of hardcore, um, especially their new record coming out, Pretty Buff, is uh, going to be really solid. So. Um, that comes out mid-March. Highly recommend looking at it. And then there is the name that Ali is going to hate the most, which was Wiccaface Springs Eternal. No, that's not a band name. <laughs> Next. Well, anyway, so he is um, a gentleman that used to be in Tiger's Jaw, which is a uh, pop-punk, power-pop band, I would say. Um, kind of interesting because it's kind of has some organ to every song. But... Um, he decided to go on his own and become a emo rap, goth rap thing. I don't know how to describe it, but uh, it's actually pretty good. The new record, Suffer On, came out in February. I liked it a lot. So, um, yeah, and it was a pretty decent performance. Um, I thought Angel Dust stole, stole the show because they're always just an energy shot, shot at India. But, uh, yeah. And then uh, this week, well, March is pretty much fucked for me. I have a lot of shows. So uh, I'm going to COC Thursday twice next week. Um, they're playing Full Collapse and War All the Time at both shows. Uh, not at both shows, but one at one show and one at the other show. So it's uh, going to be a very exciting March. Yeah. Um, did you get tickets to go see The National for the, the thing they're doing, the an evening Beacon with The Theater. National? Uh, I woke up a little late. And I'm not a part of the uh, fan club, so no. <laughs> wow, not a pet fan of the... You have one of the few podcasts out there about the National, and you're not a fa- part of the fan club? It's money. It costs money. It's not, what an it's asshole. Not a, it's not like a thing that you... Whatever. You've, I've also seen them a lot. I don't you've shot them. our credibility right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know about the fan club. That's That's cool. <laughs> That's not cool enough. Everyone knows about the fan club. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just like, I mean, it's also like the show is on a Monday in New York. I, I like, I'm taking so many days off anyway. <laughs> well, I guess none of us are going to an evening with the National. So, uh, if uh, any of our listeners have go- are going or have gone at this at the point which you know that has happened. And want to be on the show to talk about it? Let us know. Email us at wehavethefactspod at gmail.com. We might talk to one of you guys. This episode is literally going to come out before anyone would go to that show. It's in April, and it's coming out. this is coming out <laughs> sometime soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coming out in March, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> anyway, well, if you guys are going, shoot us an email, and then we'll, we'll keep in touch until after you go. How about that? Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, show's shambles today, and like this is a big one. We're we're talking about a big episode, a big big album, and uh, why is shambles? I don't understand. I feel like this is the, the normal level of bullshit. <laughs> Sometimes you just go, let's talk nonsense, and then I just go and look at you like, I don't know. <laughs> and then we're just like, all right, well, let's talk about the record. At least we're talking about things. 
Well, I want to say, okay, so we're talking about Boxer today, and we already mentioned like that there are very few The National podcasts, but there is a podcast coming up that's all about Boxer uh, called, um, is it Coffee and Flowers or Flowers and Coffee? Which, how, which way does that go? Uh, I have to look it up. Uh, entertain the people, Ali. <laughs> Coffee and flowers. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so it's, it's a new podcast called Coffee and Flowers that's done by like a couple of, uh, I think they're like journal, like music journalists. Uh, and, uh, it seems cool. They talked to the national, they went on tour with them. So, uh. You guys should uh, hit them up for sure. Way more credible than we are. Hundred percent. Yeah, they're also way more popular than we are, and they haven't even started yet. I don't like. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, hundred percent. Like they're just way better. You should listen to them. Um, but I will reiterate, we are not a national podcast. We are a national podcast for season two. We will be every season. We do switch bands, as seen by season one. We were a Death Cab for Cutie podcast. Um. And at the end of the season, we announce who the next band's going to be, and then we go dive into the discography and go go uh, track by track. So, and we like to throw in a couple bonus episodes with different interviews that, that I can get and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, I still think it makes us viable. All right. Well, with that <laughs> being said, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about the album for this week, and it is, as we've mentioned before, Boxer. Woo. Yeah, fanfare, fanfare, loud, crazy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, Justin, uh, you when we started this uh, whole thing, you named Boxer as one of your favorite albums and one of the ones you know the best. So, uh, tell us, what's your history with Boxer? History with Boxer. Okay. Well, the first record I listened to from the National was Trouble Will Find Me, so wouldn't say boxer with the first one obviously but um i listened back and i would say that boxer has this concrete sound it is definitely a better flowing record than trouble will find me i feel like it's more concise i mean i, I will say that my i mean it's no secret my favorite is high violet so um i think that's the perfect record but I mean, like like I said before, if we're comparing it to Lord of the Rings, this is the Fellowship of the Ring. High Valley is your Two Towers, so it's going to be the best one because Two Towers is the best movie. That and is a then, fact. Uh, yeah, that's fact. Done. That it's fact. Uh, You're wrong I mean, if you think it, any other one is the best one. What? They would be completely wrong if they think any other one is the best one. That's just well, wrong. That, and, and, my, and my point is, like, we claim to have no facts, but that's one fact. That's <laughs> yeah. One fact. <laughs> If this was a podcast about Lord of the Rings, oh, we should do a season about Lord of the Rings. Anyway, <laughs> I know it's not music, but like, let's do it. Uh, and 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 just to finish my thought, Trouble Will Find Me is Return of the King. So there's a lot of bangers. There's a lot of cool shit in that one, but it's not the most cohesive record. So going back and like most kids that watch the movies, they thought fellowship was a little boring and stuff because it wasn't as actiony. But like, if you go back, the story is fantastic. And that's why I feel like boxer is the most underrated record of theirs. And I think even the band itself is like, once they did the boxer live in Brussels, which I actually have on vinyl, it's very good. Um, uh, they, um, 
well, it was a RSD release uh, last year, so. Um, but they even, I think, like like to promote the record because they weren't that famous yet, and they put out this gold, and they didn't really see like critical or um, you know like just fandom until like High Violet, really. So, but in in personal regard, I I hold this album very high for them. I think this is a very high point in their career. Um, I just love the record. I think it's not as sappy and sad boy. It's a little bit more forward thinking. I think, in my opinion, um, I think it's coming from a place of contentment. So I think it adds a little bit different to the past records like Alligator and and Sad Songs. Fair enough. So, what about you? Uh, okay, so Boxer was a, an album that I don't think I was way too familiar. Like, I knew songs off of it, of course, because they're like some very popular songs off of this album. Uh, but I don't think I was like very familiar with it beginning to end very well before uh, this week. And I listened to it, and when I first listened to it, I thought, oh, these are a lot of good songs kind of just strung together. But then the more time I spent with the album, the more like oh, like I started to see some subtleties and whatever. I will say so far in the discography, this is my favorite song, like instrumentally. The instruments shine. Your favorite album. My favorite album, instrumentally. Like yeah, the, no. This is the another instruments level. instruments shine through, like whether it's like guitar harmonies, what, the drums are amazing in this album. There's horns, there's like different instruments that like the pianos in this, in some of the songs are like phenomenal. And I think well, and I think to add to your way. point, um, not to cut you off, but I think to add to your point, this is when the band realized they are an orchestral band. Mm-hmm. They are not a rock band. They are an orchestral indie band, and that plays to them and makes them separate from the rest of the pack. Yeah, and and with that said, it kind of like it brings down the energy a little bit from Alligator. It's like a little less angry and a little more contemplative which is like interesting and cool as well yeah i mean that's what i mean i feel like it's coming from more of a place of um you know it's not as contentious so you know it's it's solid so you want to just dive into the tracks yeah let's dive in let's start with uh, the first song off the album fake empire stay super late tonight picking apples making pie Put a little something in our lemonade And take it with us, put half away In a fake empire We're half awake in a fake empire Tiptoe through our shiny city. Fake empire so um, I think this is a great start to the album. It kind of builds an energy. It starts a little like low and it keeps going up and up and it builds as like a good strong finish to it. Um, the the piano carries this track. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's it, one of the the I think best album starters for them. It's definitely like not the message of it, but rather that just like it shows you that we're gonna shot the instruments are going to be the focus of this album. You're going to care so much about the music, and and I think this song does a great, great, great deal to that. Yeah, I mean, like I, I feel like the composition of the record is just like, and, and even in the song is just like on a whole nother level, um, as compared to like 
you know, I feel like it's like, yeah, alligator and sad song. Even the band, I feel like at this point, are just like, yeah, that was cute and all, but like, let's do this shit for real. Um, I think that this track is just like you're just kind of walking around in this aimless space, and it kind of the piano kind of adds just like this walking around atmosphere, and you're just like, you're. I mean, you're in this like imaginary world, aka fake empire. Mm-hmm. So I think it. I, I like this song a lot. I think it's a great opener to the to the to the like you said. I think it's a great building track. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it definitely does a great job with it, and it like sets the mood. I think in a in a good way. That uh, I think a lot of this album is going to be like a little bit different, but uh, like it's a lot of the stuff you love about the National, but kind of like taken one step further. And I think this song kind of shows you that. Yeah. Exactly. Well. Why don't we uh, go to Mistaken for Strangers? All right. Welcome to we have oh sorry no <laughs> yeah so that's that's our theme song and we chose it to be our theme song because of how much we like the song so like i think our feelings about it are very obvious yeah i mean this song i mean it's the name of their fucking documentary that the uh, that uh matt's brother makes tom um it is I think the first time they made a track that's fast and, and explosive without him yelling in it, mm-hmm. like he realized he can like do that without having to be like, which like I think is cool that he has an explosion of emotion, but like it's interesting to see him do it without it. Yeah, for no, it's, it's very good. It works. It works very well. Uh, I think it's another like great song to have like at the top of the the record, and it, it just kind of like you know it builds that energy, builds that mood, and uh, it's pretty great. Yeah, no, I think that the record, uh, this song, I mean, I mean, just to let you know how the soup is made, uh, folks, uh, Ali plays the songs and we're just looking at each other. And sometimes <laughs> like you can tell when we both don't care or both or whatever. But like this song in particular, we're bopping around. It's yeah, going. It's definitely Everything, a bopper. Yeah. So, um, no, but the Boxer in itself shows the um, – that Matt is coming from a place lyrically where he's trying to do this whole, how would you say it's called like, um, nonsense. It's like nonsensical, but you're feeling the emotion anyway. What's mm-hmm. a better word for that? I, uh, I don't know what you're looking for. Abstract. I don't know what you, the word. Yeah, I guess for. abstract is like kind of the more of the way, like it's an abstract lyricism that like conveys an emotion and conveys a story, but you don't know what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. It's that hyper realistic, um, notions and, 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 and events. But you don't know, like you know, blue blazers, like what the fuck. But like you, you get this, um, you get this whole idea of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I think he like paints an image uh, of a specific scenario or a specific scene that, as an audience, you're not necessarily privy to, but you understand the emotions of. So he's drawing a picture, and there are hyper specifics in that picture that you just need to take as like, yeah, that's that's truth, you know? Yeah, exactly. So. All right, we'll uh, lean into the next track. So um, we're going to go get a little brainy. 
it's just the those drums man <laughs> yeah the drums in the song are great uh this song kind of tra- tears me a little bit because uh I, I like the point of it i like the lyrics for it i love the drumming for it like it's seemingly like a perfect song except for the, the fact that for some reason and i don't know what this is i don't like the term brainy it sounds annoying <laughs> and him saying brainy over and over again i'm like pick another word i don't like that one <laughs> You know how some people this? feel about what moist? Is this, like you're moist? Yeah, exactly. Some people don't like the term moist. I don't like brainy. It's weird. So it's like he picked the one word. That you yeah. Know. Yeah, it's a good song otherwise. Just pick a different word. All right. For people that have a normal take on the English language, um, I like the song a lot. I think that it builds. I mean, the drums carry this track so much. Um, I mean, it's really a um, – the name, of course, escapes me right now. But it, this is really – a lot of these tracks, like especially Squalor and Victoria and this track, Brainy, um, pay homage to how fucking good the drummer is and rips – Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like you haven't been able to see that in a lot of the, the past albums, mm-hmm. so they let him kind of run loose on this one and 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 in other tracks on this al- album and in general. So I think it's really cool. Um, other than that, you know um, what it is? But yeah, what you know what it is? It's it sounds too much like grainy, and I think that's what upsets me about it. <laughs> You know what? Let's just go to the next song because I hate you so much. All right. Uh, Squalor Victoria. Victoria. Now this song actually does have lyrics and it does continue to build, but I only played a clip of the beginning drums because I think that's honestly my favorite part of the song. <laughs> it's so beautiful. The drums, the violin, it's like it, it, it strings together beautifully. And then like this entire song, even with the lyrics, is like built to this like anthem of s- the anthem or like an ode to squalor, which I think is something yeah. that like is it's, it's just so beautiful. It's a great, great song. Great song. <laughs> I just want to say that Ali is literally hyping himself up <laughs> while talking about this track. No, I mean, this song is beautiful, um, I, especially on the live record, Live from Brussels, which I highly recommend. It's on all platforms now. Um, it used to only be in a vinyl release, but now it's on uh, Spotify and everything, um, mm-hmm. especially this one in particular. Um, Matt takes like a very screamy route on the end. <laughs> mm-hmm. like So like he just gets very into it. And I think it adds to the track because this song is all about momentum. Mm-hmm. And it's all about building. And it's just it, 
and you and you would think that a lot of these songs so far are very repetitive, but they're not because of how the the orchestration of the of the song, like of the of the instruments, are very exciting. Exactly, it's almost like yeah. the lyrics, the lyrics and Matt's delivery is almost an instrument that is added. I mean, obviously vocals are an instrument in themselves, but like it's almost like it fades not into the background, but it fades into this, and it's almost like the drums, the guitar. And the, and the strings in this track just like are more of what you're actually geared towards. Yeah, uh, I think also this is like a very uh, it's a very cool song lyric wise as well. Like it's uh, it's about like white collar squalor. That rhymed. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> you mean first world problems? That's basically what you're trying to say. <laughs> Not necessarily. Like that's I I think it's kind of like a, a condemnation of uh the, that mindset a little bit. Um, or more like a, a complacency with that mindset. I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's very cool. Uh, I like the song. Um, maybe not uh, the deepest interpretation of it, but uh, I still I love it. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's put on our green gloves. Boo! <laughs> all and out of touch with all my friends are somewhere getting wasted. Hope they're staying glued together I've arms for them Take another sip of them It floats around and takes me over Like a little drop of ink Green gloves this is a much needed downtime track mm-hmm. after the explosive three tracks that we've had in a row. Um, it is kind of coming from a gross place because it seems like it's he's cleaning up from a party. <laughs> um, but uh, is that how you read it? Yeah, that's that. That's how I read it, and I'm pretty sure that when he's like described the lyrics, like that's what it's about. Okay, uh, that's not how I saw it, but I guess okay. I didn't really read Why? anything about well, the album, so I might be completely wrong. <laughs> Lay, lay it on me. What do you think? So I thought it was about like a person who's drifted away from like this group of friends and is trying to like get back to relating to them. Like he's trying to to feel those feelings and like put himself in that mindset and be in their skin for a second just to to relate to them and feel with them a little bit because he doesn't re- like in, in real life actually relate to them anymore or, or associate with them as much anymore. Because that's fair. I mean that, that. I mean, I, I can understand that being. I, I'm only saying this because I believe I saw an interview with Matt talking about it. But it makes sense. It, cr- me, it means cr- green gloves are like the gloves he's using to clean the party, which I guess makes sense. I didn't associate with that, but like now that kind of makes sense, and I might be completely wrong because I don't know things. That is true. You are notably stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't have anything for green gloves. Uh, I was thinking maybe like something like uh, like jealousy, you know, like uh, your 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 green is like the color for jealousy, but uh, yeah, your theory also makes sense. So knowing 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 his lyricism is very just like here it is. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I might Uh, be wrong. uh, But uh, no, I mean I like that just just the the car and this track drives. It, It is just like a nice little. Like lace little ditty, yeah. I'd say. I love that this time we didn't have to wait for the internet to tell me how wrong I am. Like we straight up discovered it together right here, so that was good. That saved That's us true. some time. 
Internet, you way, don't need to tell me this episode how much I was wrong. <laughs> well, and, and the internet hates you, by the way. I know, like, but like that's the point of this podcast, isn't it? <laughs> that's true. That's why like you get named by things, and I'm just the other guy. So. <laughs> but you're the guy that doesn't get shit on every episode. <laughs> so that, there's that. Um, well, good thing we don't have a slow show. You're too proud of yourself for that one. <laughs> At the punch table swallowing punch Can't pay attention to the sounds of anyone A little more stupid, a little more scared Every minute more unprepared Made a mistake in my life today Everything I love is lost in joy So I wanna start over, I wanna be winning Way out of sync from the beginning I wanna hurry home to you Put on so i love the song i like the imagery of just making his wife or girlfriend at the time laugh and just like just just a very honest track um so i also like the homage to their past track 29 years yes there there's a lot of homage to 29 years at the end um but i will say that my first so i took notes while listening to this album and my first note what for slow show was is this a love song question mark why question mark just because like i didn't expect them to go for a love song ever oh i mean this is just a love song 100 percent, and i'm all about it <laughs> like, yeah it's it, it is a love but song it's but like it's a, also it's a subtle love song though and it's that's subtle not, that's... It, it talks about anxiety in it like he talks about like anxiety and like social uh discomfort and then like finding that one person that you can just be alone with and not have to worry about those things, right? Not, not have to worry about the world and what's going on or, or have to second guess anything you do. So yeah, it is uh, a beautiful song. I would say my favorite part of this song is so when he gets into the 29 years bit uh, later uh, in the song, uh, the drums and piano accompanying that part of the song are phenomenal. Those are like some of my favorite instrumentation in this album is that ending to this song. Yeah, that's true. And, and and I don't know, there's something fucking powerful about saying 29 years, I've been waiting for you. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. It, it I you know. I What's up? I don't love the imagery of I've been waiting for you for 29 years. I think I said that last time we listened to 29 years, but um, you know, it is what it is. Why didn't you like the imagery of that? I don't Strong. know. It feels kind of dumb and pathetic to me. Like, oh, I've been waiting for you all my life. Who cares? Get over yourself. <laughs> Die in a pit. <laughs> well, I guess we can talk about this in the apartment. <laughs> the apartment story. <laughs> Love these horrible segues. You're not life. doing well. The, the, see, this is why I oh. usually take this. Oh, whatever. Apartment story. Let's move on. Please still for Uh, 
Mormon story. So this feels like a love song to me that's a little bit more national appropriate. Not that the last one was like not appropriate, but like I wasn't expecting that last one to be so like beautiful and nice. And this one is is a lot more like uh, I think classic the national where I, I think this one is still about a couple that's in love, but like struggling with life and uh, having like a little bit of issues with their personal lives and then their relationship life uh, as well. And uh, that makes sense to me. I get it. <laughs> I guess it's because you've never been in love, Ali. You never had that yeah. person that's whatever. If you want to love me, listeners, email us. <laughs> we have a flex pod at gmail.com. <laughs> I just like how the, the I just like the fact that like you you have to have like inherent problems to be like, okay, this is relatable at least. <laughs> yeah. No, they're dysfunctional, so this is real, right? Because <laughs> like you can't be actually happy. That doesn't make sense. Like there's not someone who'll take away your anxieties. Uh no, I mean this song. I personally like Star Wars uh, Show a little bit more in, in terms of uh, the tracks and like the similar uh, story. But um, I mean, this is a great track as well. So, but I think it's just also reminiscent of the fact that Ali loves dysfunction. Yeah. See, so lyrically, I relate to this one uh, more. Uh, but uh, on the other hand, like slow show i think musically does it for me a little bit more just because i love that ending so much uh like the uh the piano and drums in that ending so much so yeah. i think it's a toss i mean up i would for say me. this track is just like a little bit more flat in in instruments what no this one's great too i think it's i'm not mental. saying flat like bad but i'm just saying in comparison to the track before it that's I will, all i will disagree with you but let's not start a war <laughs> We expected something, something better than before We expected something more Do you really think you can just put it in a safe behind a painting Lock it up and leave? Do you really think you can just put it in a safe behind a painting, lock it up and leave? Walk away now, and you're gonna start a war. Start a war. So Matt wants to be heard, clearly, in this track. Um, <laughs> I... I... Uh, I think this song is is like a sleeper hit for me because when I first listened to the album, I kind of was like, eh, about the song. And every listen, this song grew on me more. And just like how the song builds, this song like kind of builds it in my opinion. And I think I learned to appreciate it so much more. There's definitely an energy to it. I think it defies expectation a little bit when you read like Start a War. You expect it to be like a harder song. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that one. But I feel like, the, uh, especially lyrically, this song is like, I don't know, it feels like a couple that's like having that like whisper fight, like, don't do this, no, 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 like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, but then uh, if if you dismiss each other enough, then it's just going to become a huge fight. Yeah, and uh, the one thing I did, so I didn't actually research anything because I don't really do that. Because what kind of podcast would it be if we were informed? But the one thing I did read was... Other like, than the Two Towers being the best Lord of the Rings film. Exactly. That's the only fact we have. Um, but in general, so I, I don't well, read... Well, and Empire Strikes Back being the best Star Wars film. 
this is also true. Uh, in general, I don't usually read like uh, stuff online about the album before we do it. Uh, but I did at some point read something about in Start a War how like it, the song builds and builds and builds and builds and then at the end it kind of fades off, meaning that like he was psyching himself up to start a war about like starting a conflict about something like whatever, and then just in the end kind of like giving up and letting it fizzle away instead of actually going to war, which I thought was which pretty seems cool. like a very out of character trait for him yeah so this this album like like this song shows a lot of growth and uh and uh maturity yes and now without a segue we're going to move on to the next song guest room So, uh, for some reason, when I heard this song, I thought of you. Because I feel like being angry and throwing money and then crying is a very Justin move. (laughs) I mean, that's really how it boils down for me. (laughs) I get very angry, and then I throw money at the problem, and then I get very upset about it. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds a lot like you, so... Well, that's good. Um, I mean, that pretty much sums up the track, really. Just throwing, getting angry, throwing money. Eh, we're fine. We got this. Yeah. Uh, so uh, how do you feel about the song? Um, I think that it's not a standout track for me personally, but I think that it um, I mean, it still has that interesting instrumentation that you have on this whole record. Um, I will say in my opinion, I think the first half of this record is a lot better than the second half. So I'll disagree with you on that. I think this song and the one after it are a little bit more forgettable for me and we'll get into the next one when we get to it. But I think uh, the last two songs are also maybe some of the best songs on this album, but let's wait to get into those uh, for this song. I think it was a good song, but it kind of, yeah, it's not very, it's not the most memorable. I will say that's, that's fair. So why don't we uh, race like a pro? All right. That sucked ass. <laughs> I want some, I want the internet to complain about something with me. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to serve controversy. <laughs> I want something. All right, all right. Raising like a pro. You pink, you young, you middle class. They say it doesn't matter. Fifteen blue shirts and womanly hands. You're shooting up the ladder. Your mind is racing like a pro now. Like a pro, so 
this song's also like a, a pretty good song. It's like in my notes, I said, so my first note was good song, dot, dot, dot. Is this from another album? And then I went back and I checked because I thought like, I definitely heard this before and I didn't. It's, it's, it's an original song for this album, but it just kind of doesn't feel unique from a lot of their other stuff. You know, it doesn't yeah, really no, stand I, out. I feel like this could have been on race. I feel like racing like a pro. I feel like this could have been on alligator. Yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like this would fit better on there. Um, one fun note about the song is that uh, in the Live from Brussels record, when they do the whole record in its entirety, he talks about how um, a lot of people think that it's like singing like a pronoun. And he's like, it's not a language. It's not a, it's not a lesson in grammar. <laughs> <laughs> it's about pros like us. So um, uh, I kind of like uh, pronoun more. <laughs> if you guys should think that Matt should change the song, hashtag... Sing like a pronoun. <laughs> we'll retweet anyone who hashtags sing like a pronoun. Um, or racing yeah, like a pronoun, so, sorry. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I agree with you. I think that this record, this song doesn't fit uh, super well on this record, but I don't think it's a bad song by any means. I That's the whole thing about this track, uh, this whole track list. It's just like, it's all, they're all great songs in their own right. Are they all top hits? No. So. Well, so here's what I think is a top hit on this album is our next song, Ada. So let's listen to that. Yeah. Ada, don't talk about reasons why you don't want to talk about reasons why you don't want to talk. Now that you got everybody, you can sit a sharp all alone, all together, all together in the dark. Leave it all. Up in the air, leave it all up in the air, leave it all up in the air. Ada, this is the first track that you see the twang since like sad songs. Yeah, it definitely does come back, and you know, I think in a more developed and interesting way. No, I agree. I think I think they're using it as a um. Uh, a building tool rather than just like the backbone of the track. 100%. Um, I think in terms of like beautiful, the national songs, I don't know if any other song can compete with Ada for some reason. Like, uh, so uh, I want to say Sufjan, but I, I think it's Sufjan Stevens. It's Sufjan Stevens. It's Sufjan. Okay. So I was yeah. right originally. Okay. But the J is silent or is it pronounced as a you know what? We don't need to go over linguistics right now. He's uh, he plays piano for the song, and he is so good in it. Yep, it, it's it's hands down like melodically beautiful, like um, like the this, this story of this girl Ada who he kind of like loves, but is trying to give advice to, but is trying not to condescend to, and like all of these different things feels very earnest in a very very beautiful way. Um, yeah, I, I think it, it, it's a, it's a very beautiful song. I mean, this is the most Ali track that I've ever heard, honestly. Why is it this the most Ali like, track you've heard? This is like, just like a song you would like. Not not like as in it like represents anything about you. Like, you know, like getting angry, throwing money, and then crying. But, you know, <laughs> it's, um, it's more about uh, the fact that you like just like the instrumentation. It's so your style. It's ridiculous because you yeah. love that twang in, in a certain degree. So Yeah, I do um, like a little bit I of like folksier songs. I, I think that. Yeah, I think that it's a good, interesting take on trying to give give um, advice to someone, but without being condescending, like you said, because that's, that's right. really 
hard to do. And uh, I think that this this track conveys that. And it comes from like a like a place of affection or, or caring that like it's very um, like evident in his voice and then in the music around him. Yes, I agree with that. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to our closer gospel. It's very like uh, like a lullaby a little bit, you know, like it. Kind no, of, this, this brings you to sleep. It, it is a not not a, not in a bad way, but like mm-hmm. just like it lulls you and kind of it, it, it carries you to an end, which I think is very great because like that album uh, in general. So you start with Fake Empire that builds and gets you like energetic and ready for this album, and then Gospel, which kind of puts it away, it lets it pass. You're like, and now you've taken this album, you've processed all these feelings, you've gone through love and hate and advice, and like, you felt everything we wanted you to feel, and now with gospel, you can kind of just like, lay down and let the song kind of, wa- like, let the entire album kind of wash over you at this point. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it like a sermon, it's kind of like, you know, you have all your rounds, and then you, and then you, uh, and then you just let it just come to rest. If you, if that's no. the analogy you want to go with, okay. <laughs> why, why do you hate me? Why I don't you know. It's, it's mostly your face. Uh, I think another part that's uh, really good about this song is um, there's a what's the lyric? Feathers on my feet or something like that. Uh, yeah. Feathers falling on my feet, which is um, a tie back to Karen from Alligator. Yes. So that's like that a, a very cool and like. Uh, I know it's not the first, Karen's not the first song off of Alligator, but in, in my heart it is. So it feels uh, like it brings that entire thing full circle, you know? I mean, you're wrong. Cause the first track is beautiful, so. <sighs> okay, so uh, that brings us to the end of Boxer. Just, Justin, what's your favorite song off this album? What's your least favorite, if you have any least favorites? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Well, I think I would agree that both of our favorite songs are Mistaken for Strangers, so I'm not going to say that uh, is that my favorite song. So I'm going to be a cool guy and go with Star... Uh, no, I'm going to go with Slow Show. Okay, wow. I wasn't going to go for Mistaken for Strangers, uh, even though it is one of my oh. favorites. Uh, but I'm going to say either Squalor, Victoria, or Ada, actually, because uh, both of those... Uh, kind of have stuck with me uh, way past this album has. Um, uh, I think Mistaken for I, Strangers is is a song that I've carried with me from before. And I think while we're working on this podcast, I listen to it way too much. So it's, it, it's still a great song. It's just, I don't need to hear it while we're not, while I'm not editing anymore. <laughs> that is fair. Um, I think my least favorite track is either Guest Room 
Yeah, I think it's probably guest room. I think my least and favorite not, is racing like a pronoun. A, yeah, not because it's a bad song, just because I don't think it carries as much weight as the rest of the tracks on this album. Yeah, uh, racing like a pronoun is the same thing for me. Like uh, Matt Berninger, don't give me a grammar lesson, you know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but that was Boxer. It's uh, I think uh, we, we, well, we're not going to do our, our album rankings right now, but we'll get to it after uh, we're done with our run. But I'm uh, suspecting that this is going to be high on both of our lists. I agree. Um, um, so what do you listen to? What do you want to plug? What are you doing? Okay. Uh, well, let me pull up the list of things I've been listening to on my phone. What have you been listening to? What have you been enjoying while I do this? Uh, what have I been listening to? So I've been listening to uh, the new singles by Angel Dust. Uh, highly recommend. Like I said, March 15th, the new record, pretty buff. Um, I've been listening to, weirdly enough, like it was a weird couple days. Like I was smoking cigars and I was listening to a playlist that I made of Leonard Cohen, Bob Dylan, and Lou Reed. Okay. That's, uh, <laughs> you, I didn't think you were a Dylan guy. I think you've made fun of me for listening to Dylan before. I just like making fun of his voice, but, um, no, I mean, I don't dislike Dylan. I just don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get the hype that like he like, I don't get the hype that everything that he walks upon is like fucking gold. You know what I mean? Um, I also put on that poly, uh, like in in that same vein of folk or whatever. I like Crosby, Stills, Nash more. So okay, well, uh, um, so that's what I've been uh, that's what I've been ingesting. And uh, show wise, what have I been watching? Uh, well, I killed Umbrella Academy. I believe I already brought that up, and. I really like this show, uh, Single Parents. I'm sorry. It's so good. It's it's a fine, normal sitcom, I think, honestly. It's just a bunch of kids and Taryn Killam. So, uh, you know, if you like it, you like it. Good for you. So I've been listening to Sampa the Great. Uh, I've been actually giving uh, Kendrick uh, a shot because I, I think I've uh, not given him as much credit as he deserves. I've been listening to Clipping. Uh, this is all left over from uh, February, where I was only listening to African American artists. Um, uh, I revisited Gnarls Barkley's first album, or only album. It was great. <laughs> Such a good album. Uh, but yeah. I thought there were two records. Yes, there is two records. I, I, I only listened to the first one. Um, God, not even giving him a second chance. I thought it was perfect. It was a great record. No, and you're just like, ah, I'm good. <laughs> I don't need more from you. You know, early CeeLo Green, he's great. Uh, what's it called? The first one is St. Elsewhere, right? Yeah, and then the second one's The Odd Couple. Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, go enjoy all of those musicians and artists that we love. Uh, next week we are off, but there's still going to be an episode uh, a, a very special episode that you're just going to have to stick around and listen to that apparently I'm not allowed to be on. Yeah, no, you are not. Also, I will, I will preface this, uh, that episode by saying I do never, I never do the intros. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> enjoy that episode next week and let us know what you think of it by emailing us at the facts pod at, uh, no, by tweeting at us at the facts pod or Instagramming at us at the facts pod, or emailing us, we have the facts pod at gmail.com. I'm messing up everything today. 
yeah, you suck. Yeah. Like literally, you just you just suck legitimately. Anyway, um, what song you want to leave the people with? Uh, you know what? It's it's kind of a, a super popular song, but it is popular for a reason. I want to do "Crazy" by Gnarls Barkley. <laughs> you mean it was it was very popular in 2006. It's still popular today as I play it like once a month <laughs> at least. <laughs> <laughs> you do love that song as well as you do love um. Oh, what the fuck? Uh, something Ink. Um, feel oh, good Feel ink. Good Ink by the Gorillas. Yeah, you love that I do that love song. that song, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's leave the people with crazy. All right, everyone. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Join us next week or the week after that, if you don't want to hear this special cool episode, I guess, uh, where we will hear you George hear will us. be very hurt if you... You do not listen to the episode, people. Just letting you know. Yeah. So uh, we love you guys. Uh, to next week. Bye. Bye. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my.